Real Talk, episode 70. I'm Todd. This is AJ. Yo. And you know it. We're back. Hey. What are we back to do? To talk with you. You like what I did there? Nice. I like that. Is so, that right? Yeah, I did accidentally. So, nice. hey, welcome. If you're watching for the first time and you're like, should I stick around past 15 seconds? Well, you're already here. Should I stick around past 30? I think you should. I think you should, too. So, we're going we're going to dive in. Uh, I say we do a couple questions, go into our talk, end on a couple. I'm Let's in. mix it up. Um, let's mix it up. So we're going to dive in. Real talk up above. You'll see a link. Click the link. www.therender.life slash real dash talk. If you're Boom. listening on podcast and you can ask anonymous questions as well. We love our podcast family as much Absolutely. as our as our book family. Over 300 downloads on our podcast. That's probably nothing, but to us means a lot. It means so a lot thank to you us. guys. Let's, <laughs> let's dive in. I got a question today, AJ. Okay. And the question is. I'm going to click it and pull it up for you. Why is your hair so gray? Let me tell you. <laughs> do, you th- uh, do you think God still rests every seventh day like he did during creation? That's an interesting question. If you, I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. I'm, I don't have an exact answer on this. Sure. Um, when I think of – so there's a part of me that leans toward he doesn't, and the reason why is because I think of like Jesus, right? And mm-hmm. him like healing people on on the on the Sabbath day and all that, and people freaking out. He's like, "What do you mean? Just yeah. doing just doing the work that needs to be done, you know?" Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think so, personally. But I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's so, any other evidence, but let's look at some facts. Okay, God is omnipotent. He does, you know, and all powerful. He doesn't need to rest. He doesn't get tired. <laughs> yeah. So in that um, section of Scripture, Genesis one and two, mm-hmm. we can assume then that he didn't do it because he's tired. So what does that mean? I think a couple things. One is that the, the word rest can also mean to stop doing, to cease. Yeah. So he's creating, 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 and it's it's on that day that word, as it's translated from Hebrew, is, and then he stopped. Hmm. Right? Because if you stop, that's resting as right. well. So it's think of it also as ceasing. So he created, 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 and on the seventh day, he ceased. And... Um, also, I think it does give us a good model to rest as well and to know that there are times we should cease mm-hmm. doing those things. And uh, I think that's the gist of it. So, no, I don't believe God needs to rest, needed to rest then. I think mm-hmm. that the word best translated probably could be cease. But I also yeah. think that it's a good model for us to cease all of our things at times right. and rest in him. We do know that we are called and we've been given that model to cease from our work and have a day where we focus yeah. And resting and on him. Makes sense, you think? Makes sense to me. Hey, great question. I like the interesting ones like that. That is interesting. People the really most. like to dive in and read the when they read the Bible, man, they get good questions. So <laughs> you did the weird voice then. I did. And then I joined you. Okay. <laughs> I joined you. I'll do one more here. Okay. Excuse me. You're excused. Is the ten percent tithe biblical and what should we be following as believers? Um so in this instance I've heard you talk about this before, and the idea of tithe is an Old Testament principle, um, which doesn't necessarily apply to what we have, what we are today as a church. You know, mm-hmm. I think people say, you know, do your tithe, do your tithe. You know, and if, if I remember, you've, I think you've heard, I've also heard you say before that tithe is actually considered. It's like a, it's ten percent, right? That's what. Yeah, that's say. what the tithe was in the yes, Old Testament, and, and Leviticus then, and Deuteronomy, et cetera. Gotcha. So. <clears throat> You know, I know we as a church, what we believe is give what God has called you to give. Um, we don't put a percentage on it. Um, and I think that's, we. I would agree with you in the sense that I think Jesus is like, you know, listen to the Spirit and give what you're supposed to give, whether that's 10% or more, you know, 
we go back to the parable. No, no, we're not parable. I think it's an actual story, right? Of the <laughs> of the a woman who can only give, you know, what would be considered a penny, and you got these rich, rich people, people who give, you know, like oh, we're better, but she yeah. gave everything, and they gave little. And so, you know, I think it doesn't necessarily apply to today. Yeah. So, absolutely agree with you. So, just kind of some specifics to help out with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tithe is an Old Testament principle where they would give. 10% um, in Leviticus, it's mentioned in Leviticus, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it's to essentially support, they give it from their um, livestock, all that stuff. Right. Now here's the weird part in the old Testament, in the law, there was actually a tithe for multiple things. So you have a tithe for okay. the Levites, which are the priests. You have a tithe for um, the poor. They had things set aside. For, so really, if you add all those percentages up of these different required tithes, it comes yeah. out to about 23%, 23.3. So a good way to look at it. And, um, yeah, it's just it was a way back then. God was making sure that the Israelites supported the, you know, kind of that guardrail as he's taught us more and more. This is what you have to do in, in yeah. order to make sure these people are taken care of. Now, in the New Testament, the law, right, is fulfilled. It's abolished. We That's need to right. do that. What do we know about giving? That doesn't mean we shouldn't give. In fact, we should. <clears throat> um, you use the parable that Jesus shared about the old lady, you know, the poor woman giving a penny. And he said she has given more than these rich people because she gave from nothing. That's she had right. nothing. She gave all she had. Mm-hmm. So we know in 1 Corinthians, um, I believe it's 16. I'm pretty sure it talks about um, uh, giving, the idea of giving in general. I think also in 2 Corinthians, it talks that we should give. Or in 1 Corinthians 16, it talks about that your giving should be in accordance with your income. Yeah. So the implication is as your income goes up, so should your, right. your offering. Second Corinthians talks about the idea of that we are to be cheerful givers That's right. and generous givers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are to give. In fact, I've said this before. I, I believe Jesus would come up and be like, okay, you know, there are people like, I'm giving my 10%. What more do you want? And it's like Jesus is saying, I want the part that you're afraid to give sometimes. You know? mm-hmm. And it should right. be given cheerfully, not under compulsion, meaning right. it's not being forced. It yeah, should be man. a desire for us to do. Yes. So um, anytime, you know... <clears throat> Money, as Jesus talks about it too, the love of money is the root of all evil, right? Mm. Greed. Money at the end of the day, greed is a it's a selfish thing. It's a desire to take care of yourself first and foremost. That's right. And I think that's why, my opinion, is why God is so constantly reminding us that, listen, this money isn't even yours. That's right. I, you know, I give it to you. And Jesus gives parables about that too. So is tithe biblical? Biblical in the Old Testament. Uh, it is not a biblical commandment for... Um, Christians under mm-hmm. the new covenant. We are called to give, however, and yes. some people out there um, <laughs> like to feel like that means they don't, they aren't called to give. We even had, we are called to give period. That's right. Know? And I also believe, you know, I I've heard many people, not just at this church. I remember people who've come and complained about their church about, well, we, I don't like where they're putting our money and blah, 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 blah. And I, I want to know where our money's going and I'm, they shouldn't be, Worried about if I'm giving. That's ridiculous. If your pastor is called to teach you and show you and your leaders not to lie and not to steal, then they mm-hmm. certainly should be coming in and asking you questions about your heart too and giving. That's right. No, they shouldn't be coming and going, mm, I don't know. I notice you don't have 6% here. Yep. And you sort of mentioned the way we approach that at the remnant. Yep. You know, we don't, we don't talk about percentages here. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, but we, I'll tell you this, we do talk about giving and that's, that's a biblical principle. That's right. And, um, you know, members here, meaning people who are committed here who are saying we are followers of Jesus together in this, you're going to, you need to give. That's right. And, um, 
Money is such a weird thing. Dude. It is. What I would tell you this for me personally is anytime I feel money's got a hold on me, like let's say I'm giving you money or I'm giving the church money mm-hmm. and I feel like, yeah, don't give this much. I give that because I don't want that to have power over me. That's right. That makes sense? It, absolutely. And, you know, kind of like what you're saying, I don't think you shouldn't have a problem giving. That's where the joy, you know, joyful giving comes in. You shouldn't have a problem with it. And honestly, if you're questioning whether or not you're giving enough, it's okay to have some humility and ask, honestly. Yeah, like what does it look like, you know? Yeah. And it shouldn't I, I think be- people like people at Pride get in the way of like, well, I don't know if I'm giving enough. Like that's between you and God too, you know. The Bible talks about I believe in James, you know, you need to be praying about that. Do mm-hmm. you how often do we go and say, Lord, and how much should I give? Yep. Am I giving enough, Lord? Or should I give, you know, where am I at? It definitely shouldn't be something that you're guilted about either. No. Um, but it's not being guilted to at to be asked too, like, how uh-huh. are you doing? So hopefully that answers your question. That's a great question. We get that every it. every now and then. So, great question. Absolutely. Um, I think now would be a good time to segue. Segue. Intern Clint loves the word segue, probably. <laughs> I have no idea. I made that up. Uh, but we're going to slide into how our weeks have been. So, I'm going to sound like a late night radio host. I was about to say you. Welcome to Real Talk, episode 70, where we're talking about life, God, and everything in between. What do you think of that? I'm so soothed right now. <laughs> I feel so calm and, and comforted. I hope people, if they have you in their in your ears, out in there in the podcast world, um, I hope you enjoy this. Dude, I, wow. Anyway, I'm, so. I'm going away by that voice. Uh, how I fall are, asleep to it. Well, let's, let's keep it going. Um, I'm so sorry, everyone out there. So. How's your week been, man? What's the Lord been leading you into on the journey of life? Um, for leadership, you made yourself laugh with that one. I was about to go in. Right, my uh, bad. For real, how you been? Um, <laughs> so for me, it's been interesting. You know, I stepping into leadership. I've been trying to think about how to approach, you know, ministry and what's been given to me. And one thing I've landed on is just focus, man. Like not forgetting why you're doing this, not forgetting, you know, because a lot of the time perspective is such a huge thing in life. I've had talks with you. I've had talks with a lot of people about perspective and how, you know, people can only read what you put off. Right. And excuse me, that comes with action a lot of the time too, like what you're putting out, what you're doing. Yeah. And so for me, one thing I've, I've struggled with throughout my time, even here and then before in my, and you know, previously in life is a lot of people tend to think that I don't care because of my lack of action sometimes. Right. And so what do you mean be your lack of action? So like, um, like it can be hard because I can forget things constantly oh, gotcha. or I can, you know, like you drop the ball. So they exactly. Think you don't care. Drop exactly. The ball. Yeah. Yes. So then, and, and I know in my heart that I'm hundred percent confident that I do care. Right. So mm-hmm. one thing that I'm trying to take seriously going into all this, you know, leadership is, I don't want that to be the case, right? I don't want people to perceive that I don't care, you know, because I do care. And a big thing with that is, you know, I think people know my heart, but sometimes, like like I said, that, that forgetfulness or that lack of action sometimes, that can make people think I don't care. So hmm. that's been a big thing on my heart is trying to be proactive in the sense of like, okay, let's go about things differently. Let's, you know let's keep the ball rolling on things that you want to do. You know, don't forget things. Don't, don't slack on the idea of it can't happen. You know, all these, all the, all the lies that I usually hear, I'm trying to put them to rest. That's what I'm trying to do. And 
so far it's going pretty okay. You know, I have days where it feels like it can be a lot when I think about it, but mm. you know, our work is never done. And if anything, there can almost be rest in that because we know like you're never not doing enough because there's always more to do. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. <laughs> do you think that sometimes the reason it's so stressful and this is a genuine question Yeah, is because you, we were so focused on the end result instead of the fact what we need to be obedient in. Does that make so. sense? Yeah. I think that's a big part of it is, and, and we're also very expected on the results to make us feel a certain way. I think mm, that's really good. Yeah. I you think get, you, what you get from the result. Exactly. We're very result oriented and, that, and that's in a lot of people and yeah. I, I don't blame them. It happens. Like it's very easy to get, you know, to, to get caught up in the results of anything. Excuse me. Um, so just trying to avoid that, really. Mm-hmm. I like what you said, you know, trying to be obedient instead of just looking at the results. And God is so good, man. You know, he's so he's always in our favor <laughs> when we don't deserve it. You know, when, when we do when I do have my moments of inaction, all these things, he's still faithful. Because then when I take an inch to the other way where I am being, he's like, <laughs> just runs with it. And it's absolutely insane. And. He's it's so like that good. father with a baby taking like a few steps. He yes. gets so excited that uh-huh. he's just like, we're going to race his socks off. Good job. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's cool. Yes. So that that's one thing. Another thing I've been kind of thinking about is the idea of, um, uh, I guess I've been thinking about just perception a lot lately because this is this is kind of another thing. It's about how people perceive. Mm-hmm. and this is, But this is more about how people perceive me personally as a just as, as, as a person in general. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've noticed, and, and again, I don't know if this is me. And again, this is real talk. So here we are. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is me just being irrational in my own mind, but sometimes I can get this idea that people don't like, people don't understand who I am in a sense. And what I mean by that is I can feel like there's part of me that can still be walked on pretty easy or not taken seriously sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's not to call anybody out or anything like that. It's just me exploring my, my thoughts. So don't take it if you're watching this as like, oh, I, I can't, you know, laugh at AJ or something. That's not what it is. Um, yeah, we've talked about this before. <laughs> we both have similar personalities. And I think sometimes yeah. because we can be goofy uh-huh. and uh, I don't mean to speak for you, but we've yeah. talked about I think sometimes it's hard for maybe this is what you're talking about. It's hard for me at times to. I kind of get mad, but then I'm like, did I create that with my mm-hmm. own goofiness? But it's like, that doesn't mean I'm goofy all the time. For instance, exactly. Yes. And and to add on to that, because that's exactly what I was thinking of. And to add on to that, I think people, and it's because I, I struggle personally with, I don't want to boast about things in my life, even sure. if it's like, like yeah. in my past. Oh, okay. Like, because I don't want people to think like, oh, he's just boasting about how like he used to like, be good at this or that. Like, yeah. So like, just like small examples and stuff like that. Like, I think... People either don't know or they forget that, like, I have a different side to me that don't. And I don't mean, like, a bad side. I saw your eyes go, oh. Like, I don't I, mean, no, like. It's probably me just my dry ass, baby. <laughs> You're like, he's a monster. <laughs> like, I have it. Like, what I mean by different side is, like, is there, like, because I think people think I'm, like, this, like, f- like big, puffy, huggable uh, bear. Cute teddy bear. Exactly. And, and. Which doesn't bother me, but there's also a side of me that is serious, and, like, I can have those hard conversations, and I can be, like, I can be mean sometimes in my brain. I can be. I just don't, I just don't ever let it out. Which is a good thing. That yeah, you don't let it's it out. nice, but I think people forget that, and they take that for granted. It's almost like taking like your kindness for weakness. Like, so, yeah, that's, dude, I get it. 
So like, dude. Sometimes, <laughs> dude. So I I struggle with that sometimes. And sometimes there's a part of me that wants to like let it out, like just to show them, like it's there. Kind of like a lion, like you you want to roar just to remind them you're still a lion. Exactly. Yeah. And it, but I also don't want to cause any damage at the same time, and like so. It's just funny, and it's funny how sometimes the smallest things can ignite those thoughts again. Like you can be in the like in the heat of a moment, and like some somebody does something small, and you're like, oh. <laughs> and um, now you're yeah, not man. talking. Are you talking about always times when it's like sinful, or are there times you just you don't even mean just sinful. You just mean like being more. I don't know, serious or letting people know, hey, don't you're not gonna push me around kind of thing. Yeah, definitely not sinful. No, I well, okay, I shouldn't say not always because there is time. Sure, it's like sure. you like, but that. Well, I guess I just want to make sure you clarify because I I think I know, but in case yeah. other people don't, you're you're also talking about just the times that you're like, man, I want to let this person know that I'm not really a pushover. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Times like it, it kind of swings back and forth. I'd say more often not it's that, and then they're all there. I'll be honest, there is the sinful one sometimes where you just want to shred somebody. Yeah. But you know, but you know that's not right. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're trying to justify your anger in a sense of like, well, uh-huh. you know, you know, they think that, and again, this is not, you know, this is just like I said, the sinful part of of your mind sometimes can go, you know, well, you know, they've gotten exposure to something. Okay, well now they forget, yeah. you know. So it's like, well, then I'll put you on an even playing field, and it's like, no, nah, that's not right. <laughs> no, I get that feeling. Yeah, right. I certainly get that feeling. And. Like I said, like real talk, like I don't think people think my brain's like that, but it's not true. Like it is like that. I just don't. That's a tough place to be, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I get it. You know, Mm -hmm. I I read to encourage you that you don't have to be that all the time. I think, I I do think you're, even though it probably frustrates you, that's also giving you a gift that that because you aren't necessarily, now hear me on this, this is not an insult, because you're not threatening to people, Mm -hmm. they feel very safe to talk to you. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people will talk to you that I'm like, weird, Mm -hmm. you know, but I understand that frustration. Sure. Um, You know, I always think of this quote from John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart, huge fan of him. It's a good book. It'd be cool to get him someday. I was just thinking, we should see if he'd want to come on. He probably won't, but that'd be cool. Um, (laughs) I was thinking that of a quote that I, that really impacted my life. And it, he said, let the world feel the weight of who you are and let them deal with it. Hmm. And, and the, the principle of it is a lot of times, a lot of men feel powerless because they've been told that it's wrong to be strong. Hmm. That if some, that, that our job is to walk into a room and make everyone feel comfortable. And I've told you this, I feel like we, I do this as well. Mm-hmm. I call it sort of dimming your light or like making yourself smaller so someone else feels comfortable and i do this too sometimes yep. i'm not saying this is the case for you but i wonder if it is do you ever feel like be, you you do that so many times that then you end up getting frustrated because people start to believe that version of you who isn't fully you right because yeah. because you are a lion so like for me like i walk in using the word line i'm a guy I like line. you walk in and you know you 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 don't roar you don't mm-hmm. threaten. you just try to make yourself like i want to make everyone feel comfortable and after a while they kind of kick you and like Excuse me. Look at this guy. He's yeah. not, then you want to be like, I want to, I want to <laughs> roar, tear this place up, and remind you, right? Like what I am. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I think that's kind of how I feel sometimes. And I think Eldridge's point, and I love it, is you, you save yourself from being that bitterness. You also, you're not helping the world. You walk in and let the world know who you are, right? Mm-hmm. So if I walk into a room, or you walk into a room, the real full you. And someone takes that as aggressive when it's not being. Is that your fault? To a degree, mm. we should care. But like, yeah. if I make someone uncomfortable with my presence, and I'm still wrestling through this myself, 
I shouldn't have to soften. I shouldn't have to soften. By soften, I mean, oh, hello, to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. But the, you know, that's not being a man. Jesus certainly didn't. He walked into rooms and like there were people, his very presence made people uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> he walked in and like you get the sense, even though you're not there, of him just walking in a room and they immediately, some of them are mad at him because they're intimidated. Some of them, depending on who you are, I think is also depends on how people respond to you. Mm. Makes sense. Yep. So I think that is natural, dude. And I, I, to encourage you, like you be you, man, all the way across the board. Mm. And there probably is somewhere in between, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you this, going back to your initial point, um, I think you've grown a ton in that area. And I think that, uh, I don't, I think that it may feel that way, but I think it's changing with people. I don't think people think of you as a joke. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I do think it's funny. I've kind of watched, I haven't even told you this. I, I've noticed the change. I think people are still trying to figure out how to interact with you now because they're seeing a different side of you, you know, and I think that's okay. I think they need to see that. That's fair. So to encourage you, even though it may feel that way all the time, I don't think that's necessarily a perception people have of you Mm. anymore. Now, are some people that way? We joke about it. Yeah. Some people (laughs) think they can throw you around. Sure. Literally here. Literally. Um, (laughs) But, you know, anyway, that's pretty neat, man. I get that feeling for sure. And then also the temptation to be like, oh, that's what I mean. Burn the world down. Yes, it is yeah. tough sometimes. And I don't know, man. Yeah, it's tough. Because when you, because I think a lot of my, and I don't want to call it a persona because it's not a persona. It's just more like I'm just a very, I try to, like you said, I do try to make people comfortable. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't think it's being fake to do that. Exactly. It's, that's it's why I like what like Eldridge hospitable said. Yeah. Way. And like, Which is a good thing. The yes. meek will inherit the year. Blessed are those, right? The meek will inherit. There's something about. You know, you're sacrificed to do that at times. Yes. It's a, it's a weird place, man, to be. It, it is definitely a weird place to be. And again, because when, when you're in the, when you get caught in, in being, you know, hospitable to so many people for so long, like you said, I think they tend to take that as who you are. And I'm not saying it's not me, but it's not fully me always. Mm-hmm. So then when, when they can poke at other parts of you, you're like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of where my my week's been as far as where my head's been at. And and it's not even necessarily bad. It's just more like a, huh, just kind of processing through it, like changes, you know, like I said, going through leadership now, being, you know, part of, you know, in a staff sort of position and like, I'm like, huh, you know, I'm really thinking about, because it's important to me. Like I want people to be able to still be comfortable. I also want people to be like, hey, like this is for real, Mm -hmm. you know, so, Mm -hmm. but Yes, that's where I'm at. How has your week been? Uh, it's funny, man. I guess I did, uh, this wasn't planned. We didn't know this. I was thinking about how to share this, and I actually feel like the first thing that I'm kind of processing is sort of can come off of yours, but the opposite. So I feel like, and I've told you this, and you probably think I'm just saying it. I was a lot like you. I still am to a degree of like, Todd's the fun guy, and he's a goober, and people like blah, blah, blah. And then I think when some stuff happened in my life, I think I did start going, oh, I'm going to remind you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there was a time in my life, I'll try to make this really brief, So, and then I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Actually, I'll tell you what I'm, what I'm struggling with, and then you kind of inspired me. Okay. <clears throat> I, I'm really realizing, I've been convicted lately, that I need to be more gentle, interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. Um. People probably don't know this. I don't even know if you do. I would guess you probably know this, but other, but maybe not. I actually have a very gentle heart. Uh, uh, but even you're like, yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I have a very gentle, sensitive, caring heart. And some people are there like, yeah, I really do. Uh, very much so. 
Um, I, I'm very, I won't say emotional, but I am. I'm, you know, I can, whoever, one of our viewers, I won't say her name that we haven't actually met in person, but mocked me and said, yeah, it doesn't take much to make you tear up, Todd. <laughs> uh, and that's true. It doesn't. Like beautiful things and beautiful situations and people being and God can make me. That's right. So a, f- <clears throat> a long time ago, you know, seven, six, seven years ago when I really had a mess up in my life mm-hmm. and a lot of people turned on me. Um, and truly, you know, I didn't have many people that were still showing me the grace of God. And I remember during that time feeling like I wasn't allowed to fight back. And I had this conversation. I don't know if I ever told you this. I think I probably did. With God, I can remember where it was. It was outside of a physical therapist office because my back was hurting really bad. And I was crying again (laughs) uh, about my whole life. And these kind of people were wronging me. Um, See, because sin doesn't justify sin. So even when someone's sinful, it doesn't justify our hate towards that person. And that's what a lot of people were doing. A lot of people had taken what I had done and my mistakes in my life to justify piling on and condemning. And I remember sitting there before God and I kind of was like talking, wasn't kind of, I was talking to him and saying, God, I could beat these people up. I could, not just that, that sounds so stupid and childish, but seriously, I had that thought. I could physically beat this person up. I could destroy this person. I could fight back. I'm good with my words. I can, I'm not weak, God. I want to, I want to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't audibly hear this, but I got this sense of, I know that you could, but I'm telling you not to. Yeah. And I'm a picture guy and I'm not trying to make some hyper mystical spiritual moment, but I remember this feeling of like, okay, you know, if I'm lying in a cage, it doesn't change the fact that I'm a lion, but I need to stay here and learn from God and be humbled for a while and, and be okay not doing it. Kind of yeah. like when Jesus said, you know, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down. Yep. And anyone that knows me during that time can know that I took a lot, man. Like, I just took it because I felt like God was calling me to do that. And I remember, I still remember this clear as day. And people watching are probably like, oh, you're trying to be hyper mystical. I'm not. Call it what you want. Freudian, call it my mind, whatever. But there was a day when someone did something or another group. Mm -hmm. And, man, talking to God. And at this point, I kind of accepted that I'm not going to be a fight, right? I'm like, oh, let's take it. And all of a sudden, man, it was like. Okay, now you can. And I was like, you hear, you almost hearing a cage door open. Like, now go be what you are. And I was like, oh. So I did, and I started going out. And I wasn't attacking, but I started being me. Like, okay, yep. you want to? Well, I think all of this to say, that was good. I think what I ended up doing was overcorrecting, mm-hmm. and I started thinking that I, it was okay, you know, that I need to be hard and tough all the time to show the world. And that, and that, and I'm being real with you guys. I'm being transparent. I think that. You know, I wouldn't say I was always necessarily mean to people, mm-hmm. but I think I've been become really hard and I've become sometimes with pressure, I became harsh sometimes when I don't need to be. So I say that to, you know, to the world out there. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I took a, we just talked about this. I, at a previous job I had, the board of directors had me and the other staff take this really fancy personality test. Mm-hmm. And it actually said that my personality for conflict stuff, I'm very much about cooperation and like, let's work together. But when under stress, I become power, which is, let's just take care of it. Like soldier, CEO, do, do, do. So I've been really convicted, man. Like I don't want to, I don't want to do the opposite where you say people are kind of pushing you around. I don't want to live out of that to the point where I am, I'm making other people feel weak. Like I walk yeah. in and I almost like, I hate to even say this word cause you know, I hate bullies, but creating a bullying atmosphere with my presence because I'm so harsh even if it's unintentional so Mm -hmm. kind of a conviction for me and but not in a bad way that's how i know it's not condemnation of like okay i don't need to be 
Like I want to be the real me. Right. I want to love people and encourage because believe it or not, man, that was something I did really well. And I think it drew is I, I went out of my way to encourage people because that's my heart. And I know people need it. And I think I used to tell you the world's so quick to, to criticize and point out we're messed up. Yep. People mess up. And I remember being somewhere in college. I said, I'm going to be a guy I made a decision. Like if I'm not afraid to tell someone when they upset me, then I'm going to not be afraid to compliment someone. Even if it makes people weird, you know, like, so even to this day, I'll be like, nice hair, man. And people are like, like, I just, you know what I mean? Or like, I really appreciate, you know, it's so funny when you compliment people and like out of nowhere, they'll be like, "Uh that's unexpected. Yeah. Because we live in a world that doesn't happen. Nope. It's not a norm. I'm a talker preacher. So clearly I ramble, but that's the first thing. Yeah. Um, With that, I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you something that I'm putting into practice. That's weird. Intern clan. Am I boring people yet? Should I keep going? He's usually pretty. He's giving me the thumbs up. His <laughs> eyes say no. But it's, <laughs> so I had this thing. I don't I don't remember where I read this. Maybe I didn't read it. Maybe I just came up with it. But I had this idea of, as a man, somewhere in my life when I was younger, I was like, okay, I don't necessarily know how to be the man I want to be. Yeah. But I have models of the man I want to be. And so clearly Jesus is one of them. Yes. Right? I want to be like him. But sometimes he can fill on a... If can feel so far away. Yeah. Well. So I start thinking of movie characters that uh-huh. I want to be like. And this is going to sound weird. I started thinking, if I acted like the man that I wanted to be, and I, emphasis on act, if I approached my day right now with you, and, it's, and you did something to me, mm-hmm. and I said, how would this ideal version of a godly man react? If I started acting out of that, is it easier in a weird way? It becomes easier to do the right thing because my mind already knows what the right thing to do is or to be the kind of man I want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind, brave, strong, fearless, you know, all these words, yeah. gentle with those he needs to be. But my emotions can get in the way sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I approach it as though I'm going to be this character, it's not being fake because it's aspiring to be something. How would William Wallace and Braveheart respond here? Right. How would... The idealized version of Todd respond in this situation. It it makes it easier to overcome my emotions and do the right thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think in a weird way, why don't I apply that to Jesus? I do. But sometimes, you know, for us, I've heard people say, well, it's hard because Jesus was perfect and blah, blah, blah. You know, the crazy thing about him was he was fully man too. Mm -hmm. So I've been approaching that this week. I just did it yesterday when we went out to eat. We went to the local wing establishment. Local wing establishment. And um, I don't know. You probably didn't notice you're on the other end. And it's going to sound so stupid. But I, I went out of my way to be extra, like, friendly and kind. Like, pour water from – it's going to sound so dumb. Our crew can be a little sarcastic sometimes. Yes, we can. And I poured some water, for instance, and uh, the person's like, thanks. I'm like, hey, you're welcome. Or like, hey, I'm really glad you're here, which can sound corny, but I want, mm-hmm. I wanted to be that guy. Right. So I've been trying to approach that, and um, that's been cool. So conviction and that and uh, just uh, continuing to figure out, but I won't ramble, but there was some condemnation in that that sort of came out of. I started having this weird stuff this week of like everything wrong with this church is my fault. I need, and it wasn't a feel sorry for myself. It's like I have created monstrosities, you know. <laughs> I talked to a person yesterday too. I had a person call from my past. Uh, I used to work with asking mm-hmm. me a question on a professional level and Man, brought up some old stuff, mm-hmm. and 
man, just, I don't know. Life's funny. When you, 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 you go to sleep, you open your eyes, and you're in a different place in life. It's true. You know, uh, and, but all that stuff that you went through is still there. And you, we try to pretend it isn't sometimes until it's brought back up. You yep. remind it. It's very yeah. That's Todd's rambling. <laughs> That's very interesting, man. I agree. It's, it's really weird how that works. Whenever I see your eyes glaze, I try to really wrap it up. My eyes glaze? <laughs> <laughs> I think my eyes are always glazing, man. I'm just so in awe of you. Are you asleep right now? Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. All right. You That's can, my stuff. You can pinch me if you'd like. Um, so we do have another question. Okay. Well, I want to give you, if there's anything you want to ask about that, I suppose I should let you start. I don't want to crush you. <laughs> no. I think okay. that was just really good, man. I, I think that uh, that last thing you said was really interesting. You know, we, we wake up, you know, we go to sleep, wake up in a whole new, you know, life sometimes, and it's so crazy, and... You know, we don't even think about, I think that's, that's sometimes how we doubt the miracle of who we are too, because we forget where we were at one point, you know, we forget all those things and God's just done incredible things, but that's a whole other thing. So, and it can also be brought, yeah, man. And just, I don't want to get too deep and, but sometimes hurt's always going to be there Yep. and there's beauty in the fact that we don't have to feel it all the time. And you get these reminders of stuff of past and mm-hmm. mistakes and all these things. And if you let it, it can bring you down. But if you let it, it can also make you give glory to God because Amen, he, he brought you here. Oh, it's so you know? good. It's we good we don't ever want to feel anything negative. That's our problem. I, I certainly we, don't. <laughs> and like, I won't lie. Because we often, like you said, like we don't look at it in that kind of lens. Like we don't see it as like, man, what a blessing to be here now. <laughs> we look at it as like, man, that sucked. <laughs> so... Yeah, it is, man. It's, it's odd. The question we have is from Mark 3. Oh, I'm sorry. I do this all the time where I flip the numbers. In Mark 8.34, Jesus speaks of taking up your cross and following him. But he had not died on the cross yet for that to have symbolism to his followers. Would the disciples have understood that, understood that reference differently in the context of the Roman times? Or was Jesus foretelling of what is to come? Make sense? So I'm going to read the section of scripture okay. real quick. <clears throat> The section he's talking about is, is Mark chapter 8, verse starting at verse 34. He says, Summoning the crowd along with his disciples, he said to them, Jesus, If anyone wants to be my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Mm. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. For what does it benefit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his life? What can a man give in exchange for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man, Jesus, will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Now, interestingly, the section before this is the section where he says a really harsh thing to Peter. He was teaching, and he told, as he was teaching, he was talking about how he was going to be killed and rise after three days. He was openly talking about. So Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. I want you to think about the fact that Peter took Jesus and started pretty much yelling at him, like, you need to quit talking about this. And Jesus looked at him and said, get behind me, Satan, because you're think you're not thinking about God's concerns, but man's. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into, if anyone wants to be my follower, kind of looks at the crowd. So easy question, easy answer to this question. This is a great point. He talks about the cross. Well, Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet. So yeah. would the, what would the disciples have thought of this? Even though Jesus had had not had not died on the cross, the cross had a meaning yeah. to the people in the Roman culture, including the Jews. It would not have been the meaning we had, which is ah oh, beautiful. 
it would have meant horrible, painful, shameful death. They would have known that the cross, that prisoners had to carry their own cross, that it was reserved for the worst of criminals. It would have been the worst pain. It would have been the electric chair, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. They would have known that he was talking, like it would have shocked them in the sense that he would have said, you want to follow me? You're going to have to die the most painful death there is. And then he goes into, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it, whoever loses it, you know, and mm-hmm. in that context, that it would have shocked them. So what was Jesus doing? Jesus was making a point. You know, Peter up above said, Jesus was talking about how he was going to die. Peter says, that's not going to happen. And then Jesus makes this this statement where he's trying to get everyone to understand you've got to quit worrying about all of this if you want to follow me you're going to have to be willing to die to your own desires Mm -hmm. die to what this world tells you die to what you think it's going to hurt you have to follow me and um and there's going to come a time that you know it's also dying in the sense sometimes it is physical to follow jesus Mm -hmm. there are people in the world that die that's to right. follow him. They die. They give their life. But it could, it's going to have a cost. Mm-hmm. So the answer is, in the Roman times, the, the mention of the cross would have had a meaning. And it would have been associated with a horrible, painful execution. Oh, man. And That's you know, crazy. sometimes I'd like to write this verse in a different way and say, if anyone wants to be my follower, he must deny himself, die a horrible, painful execution, and follow me. And at that point, you start that understanding. Real, man. Yeah, yeah. So does it mean literally you're going to physically die to follow him? In this life, maybe yeah, could happen, but more so you have to understand, you know, he goes on to say, quit trying to save yourself. Mm-hmm. What And how do we save ourselves in the modern world? It's not necessarily um, running, you know, denying Jesus. Sometimes it is. It's also the times that we're so caught up in money and so caught up in our own security, mm-hmm. so caught up in our, in our social status, so caught up in our... All the, you know, I, if I keep these things, I'll be okay. I'll be safe. If I build this card castle, then I'll be safe. Well, the problem with the card castle is when winds come, it falls apart. That's and right. Jesus' statement over and over again, and that's why he says, if you want to, whoever what, uh, wants to save his life will lose it. That's right. But to follow Jesus, to trust in Jesus, to put your faith in Jesus means that's the only true way to be saved. <sighs> Makes sense? Mm-hmm. I always say that just so that. In case you guys ever wonder why I ask AJ or the guys if it makes sense, is I want to make sure that I'm giving you an answer that is understandable. Because I get caught in the head. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm Great question, though. Absolutely. So, uh, also, he said, does it foreshadow? I also think, as Jesus often does, he is foreshadowing. I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, he is both He is both making a statement to shock them into understanding what's going to ha- like yep. the call here to follow him, and he's also foreshadowing what's going to happen to him. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, after he died, they looked back and said, wow. I understand. Yep. Am I willing to follow you here? Mm-hmm. Ironically, Peter wasn't willing to follow him there at that time, was he? Um, he ran off. He didn't follow him all yeah. the way up to the hill. But later we know he's restored. So, so crazy. You know, guys, the message over and over again in, in, in the Bible is, is to follow Jesus, is to, to understand that your way is not the best way is yep. to reverse the decision that Adam and Eve made where they said my way is the best way I am God you are not God mm-hmm. to follow Jesus says you are God and I am not yep so great question I, I love that dude, I, what a great episode I love this yeah Man. how are we doing on time intern Clint he's gonna give me a number perfect it's pretty close anyway yeah man that was 
great conversation, good questions. You guys are coming at us with some good stuff. Keep them coming. I love it. I love chopping it up with this guy. So. Hey, love chopping up with this guy. And you guys. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> Speaking of, before you're off, I want to point out how cool your shirt is. In oh, case yeah. you can't see it. So he's got a, a black shirt on. And got <laughs> In case the podcast people. That's fair. It's got a cool, almost medieval lettering. It's Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. For many are called and few are chosen. God the Father. That's right. Yeah, and that's the brand, God the Father. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hey, no free advertising, according to uh, production. production. Guy, guy. Speaking of, yep. we should get a hold of them, see if they want. Could. It's good stuff. I do like their stuff. Oh, real. man, it's really But nice. we're not doing it. I'm not doing it. Anyway. I'm not speaking. Cool shirt, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, you want to give me announcements or any thoughts you have? Sure, to close. Yeah, first off, just thank you guys so much for watching or listening. Um, there'll be some links above, like he usually says. Uh, there's www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. Submit a question anonymously. Or if there's anything we are talking about and you guys just want to, you know, give a statement or just kind of, you know, join the conversation, feel free to do that. You can also comment on this video below, whether, whether that's on YouTube or Facebook. Um, and we'll see it and we'll, re we'll interact with you. Um... If you guys feel like Real Talk has blessed you in any sort of way, especially those of you that are listening on the podcast, you know, I know that we've been listened to in 11 different states. If this is, you know, helping you. Countries. Uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. In different countries. So crazy. Super surreal. Um, if this has blessed you in any way and it helped you, you know, and you feel like, man, you know, I, more people need to hear this. You know, unfortunately, you know, this kind of stuff does cost money and you can give. Uh, online at any time at www.theremnant.life slash give. I said that really fast. I'm going to say it one more time. www.theremnant.life slash give. Uh, completely tax deductible. Comes back to you from Uncle Sam, like he usually says. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Um, other than that, he can probably cover anything else I'm not thinking of. But I just I love you guys so much. It's such a blessing being able to talk about life with you guys and just walk out life. So love you guys. Appreciate you. Yeah, I think the only thing I would add is, as you guys know, if you don't know, Maybe you don't. Real Talk uh, podcast. People are like what? Real Talk is a ministry or a show uh, produced by the Remnant Church here mm -hmm. in Whitley County, Indiana. And if you guys are in that local area um, or within driving distance, you're welcome to come. We are open. Um, we have social distancing uh, guidelines in place for you to social distance at your leisure, as well as hand sanitizer. Yes, we do. We say that for you. Anyway, we'd love to see you guys come hang out with us this week. It's at six o'clock. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it, I think. I think so. He, the links are all up above. We are the only other cool thing that's happening is I know we said this, but it's really happening. Uh, we'll have some merch ourselves for like oh, words so and shirts that we line, hope man. encourage people. And some is funny, but a lot serious. So we're excited about that. I think that's about it. Yeah. We hope you guys have a great day. We truly are so blessed that you give us the opportunity to talk, chat, and I don't think about things in in life that matter. And without you guys doing that. We couldn't do this show. You're right. So please send in those questions, topics, anything like that. You're blessing other people too. Needless to say, but we're going to say it anyway. We really, really appreciate you guys. We hope you have a great day and truly God bless you. Mm -hmm.